we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for September 13th, 2016. Now we're going to radically shift gears here now and go over some information that uh, it's kind of a hodgepodge of really, really important breaking information about some of these things I've got requests um, for from my listeners regarding if I would asking if I would cover them and um, it's hard for me to do a dedicated study on any one particular thing anymore. Meaning like, okay, I'm going to do a four-part study on Seventh-day Adventism or something like that. It's hard for me to do that with all the breaking current events. But uh, this is some <laughs> really important things I'm going to be covering here. First one is CDC declares medical police state announces power to detain the sick and punish those who do not comply. Uh, sinister hidden motives are being revealed at the U.S. Centers for Disease Control. The agency recently announced a new invasive plan for the, con for the quote, control of communicable diseases by detaining people suspected of being ill and then forcibly medicating them against their will. The CDC's new proposal, published in the Federal Registrar, uh, number 2016-18103, and there's a link to it, you can see, will give the agency police state powers permitting the CDC officials to detain and forcibly inject chemicals, meaning vaccinate, anyone um, they deem a threat to public health. There's no rationale for such de detainments either. According to the proposal, the CDC defies defines pre-communicable stage to mean the stage beginning upon an individual's earliest opportunity for exposure to an infectious agent this proposal so in other words it's this big uh open door to what they could deem somebody has been exposed even though they might not be having any symptoms it's almost just basically unlimited powers to detain and to inject and to forcibly medicate uh it it, it i can't even imagine anything basically worse than this uh, other than maybe also the, the ability to execute on the spot if they do not comply. That would be probably the next logical step in this. This proposal is an open declaration that the U.S. government now owns your body. At least that's what the CDC seems to be claiming. Remember, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and all they that dwell therein. See, we're gods. We're gods. Period. Okay? And, and so they don't own our bodies. I don't care what laws, what unrighteous, unlawful, ungodly laws they enact. If it goes against the word of God, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't apply to me. Okay, and this is the, 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 the corner that we're increasingly being painted into with, you know, all of this garbage that we're, we're facing and that I'm reporting on here. The truth of the matter is that each individual has a certain inherent, unenalienable human right that must be defended. Each human owns their body and should never be legally bound to become the government's property or forced injections or experimentation. Now, this isn't from a Christian standpoint. This is from Natural News, okay? Um, their staff writer wrote this. Anyway, um, each human owns their own body and should never be legally bound to become the government's property or forced or force injections or experimentation. Hey, listen, I, like I said, what started this ministry was a 16-city tour I did back in 06 through the Prophecy Club. And it's called Alien, Avion Flu, Alien Flu. <laughs> it's probably going to have that pretty soon. Avion Flu, Killer of Millions. Um, 
And it was all about this exact subject. I saw this on the horizon 10 years ago, that this could be a big time reality. And that, I mean, I, it's an absolute amazement to me that this they have not pulled the trigger on this. But remember, God is the one in control. They have to go by God's timetable. Satan just doesn't get to do whatever he wants to do, despite whatever the occultists are brainwashed into thinking. Okay? So um, God's been very merciful, is I guess the point I'm, I'm trying to make here. Uh, let's go further. Vaccines cause severe health problems. Even the kangaroo court system set up by the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program cannot keep up with the increase in cases of real, realized vaccine damage. Thousands of cases of such damage are dismissed by the court. And in spite of this, over $3 billion in, in select payoffs have been issued to the vaccine-injured families since the court was established. I mean, only $3 billion in select payoffs? I mean, the vaccines don't cause any problems at all, obviously. The court basically functions to give vaccine fa manufacturers immunity from, judici from judicial accountability. That's exactly right. And what these people have to do, though, to get the payoff is sign these waivers saying, okay... I won't come out and be a whistleblower. I'm going to get this payoff for the life of this child that's vaccine damaged, typically is how it goes. And in exchange for that, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to come out and, and, and or if I do, I'm going to, you know, the payments are off. And then now I, I, I need all of this, you know, hundreds of thousands every year to take care of this um, vaccine damaged child. And it's not worth the risk of coming out exposing this industry when I'm going to lose that funding. That's how they get them, okay? This is what they do. I mean, it's this insane, okay? The CDC wants to hear from you about their proposed power trip rule. There's a link here, and I, I already clicked on it. I already left a comment, okay? The CDC wants to hear from you about the proposed power trip rule. This is an excellent opportunity to tell the agency exactly how nefarious and overreaching their new proposals. And I would highly encourage you to go to the link and leave a comment if the cdc takes on these new powers i mean again if there is not enough pushback whenever the illuminati brings about a plan if there's not enough prayer and pushback that gives the illuminati the green light to implement whatever draconian plan they're going to implement that's how it goes so being apathetic is not the way to battle evil has been always my experience <laughs> um Okay, if the CDC takes on these new powers, they will have all they need. All they will need is for the media to build up enough public fear against some new strain of virus for a new vaccine to be introduced and forced on the public. This is why it's so important to educate people on the evils of vaccines. Because if enough people are educated about this, they're not going to take the vaccine no matter what. And there's going to be enough public pushback where it doesn't matter whatever they say is coming out. People are going to be educated enough to realize that that vaccine is is a death sentence and or slash modifying my own dna and who knows what it's doing to us on a spiritual level it's all about defiling you and modifying your dna and i've went over this i don't i've probably done more teachings on vaccines than any other subject i mean i don't even know how many parts on vaccines alone 50 plus 75 i don't know 100 i don't even know where i've got into this subject so it'd be really really tough for me to even direct you to anything specific other than vaccines vaccination in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com 
So um, let's go further here. Uh, anyone who dares to ask questions or refuse could then be forcibly injected or jailed as the proposal reveals quote individuals who violate the terms of agreement or the terms of the federal order for quarantine isolation or conditional release even if no agreement is in place between the individual and the government he or she may be subject to criminal penalties and they don't even define what that is so that's a quote from the thing so individuals who violate the terms of the agreement okay so again <laughs> i never signed up for any of this i never agreed to any of this they're just putting you under it they're putting you under some kind of governmental mandate if this goes through be aware that there is a coordinated global effort to indoctrinate and force people into vaccine and pharmacological obedience you are not only viewed as a subject without rights but according to internal world health organization documents and there's a link to that you can be viewed as an adversary who needs to be psychologically manipulated into believing that vaccines are a science and are valid if this new cdc rule goes through it's not unrealistic to assume that any information you give out as you declare your opposition to forced injections could be used in the future to track you down and inject you against your will um if this course of action sounds familiar, you're probably thinking of the medical experimentation that was forced on the Jews during the Holocaust. When the Nazis claimed ownership over the Jewish people's bodies, they eventually used police state power to round them up and do whatever they wanted to them in the camps. Yeah, that's where it ends up. That's where this ends up if there's not enough prayer and pushback. Okay? Uh, in essence, the CDC's new rule gives the government authority to incarcerate Americans in mass, relocating them to camps to be medically experimented on with vaccines and other pharmaceutical products. Personal protection, by whatever means, has never been more important. As the CDC accelerates the same type of Nazi ideology by claiming ownership over your body. <clears throat> what kind of came into my mind is I was listening to a Dave Hodges interview today, and he got into this new know how they had the jade helm well they've got a new one they're doing and i kind of forget the name i I, it's they're doing it now or very shortly uh with the police and it's specifically training i believe i don't know if it's military or police on to deal with the insurrection forces within the military that they know will be fighting against the new world order this is in their own military because they know that there's enough people educated in the military that are not going to go along with this. Like, let's say they come out and say, okay, you have to, we're going to forcibly inoculate the whole country. We got to do it because Zika, you know, Zika is just killing everybody, even though a lot of people get it and they don't even know they've got anything. You know, it's that heavy duty. Well, um, and I've got into this in recent weeks. Anyway, they're literally training to deal with the troops that don't, go along with this to fight against them so now they're literally training to fight against their own troops they know that there's going to be a certain and i hope it's an incredibly high portion of the troops that will not go along with the unlawful orders to do this so things are getting just totally insane i mean just you know the thing with hillary alone is like the, the the censorship of the media and 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 just you can see the they're just setting the stage to just take away all turn all alternative media if they can pull it off they're they're really because that is is one of the biggest things that they're getting the most uh, obvious pushback from people waking up essentially so 
going back to the report furthermore it would be hard to unleash a united nations global police force into neighborhoods to round up vaccine dissenters uh, if the government claims ownership over your body and has the military power to do whatever they want people will take orders and do their jobs no questions asked as the document states quote when an apprehension occurs the individual is not free to leave or discontinue his or her discussion with the hhs or cdc public health or quarantine officer so when they apprehend you you're not free to leave you stay um you know and again they get the blue hats in like it's it talked about here unleash the united nations global police force they get the blue hats in <laughs> to round up vaccine dissenters so you've got i'm sure the united nations has been training foreign governments that they're going to be incorporated this is probably going to be under the banner of the united nations okay all these uh, foreign governmental troops that have been training to, to go against our populist you know chinese russian you name it and a lot of a lot of muslim ones that would be more than happy to come in here um these are going to be the ones that are working with the um portion of the military that will comply with the united nation guidelines these these are these are these are ones that are 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 just sellouts they're not true americans they're just sellouts that will go along they will take orders no matter what and they're going to yoke up with them the united nations and these other foreign troops and then you're going to have basically the american populace and the military dissenters against them okay that's the way that they're they're um postulating this is going to play out uh so again i've been warning about this for a long long time finally the document reveals that the cdc is doing away with the informed consent altogether uh and meaning they don't have to tell you what side effects they don't do that anyway with vaccines they don't do that anyway but they're going to do away with it altogether now there's not going to be any question you just take this you shut up uh you little sheeple and you take the vaccine and um you know don't complain even though the american medical association association supposedly still upholds informed consent i don't really see how that's the case though but it says that quote the cdc may enter into an agreement with an individual upon such terms as the cdc considers to be reasonably necessary this is legalistic but indicating that the individual consents to any of the public health measures authorized under under this part including quarantine isolation conditional release medical ex examination hospitalization vaccination and treatment provided that the individual's consent shall not be considered as a prerequisite to any exercise of the authority under this part end of quote take action now while the cdc is still open to public comment so i give you the link there i'd highly encourage you go there uh, my comment this is the response i left so if you want to copy and paste mine be easy for you save you a little bit of time or if you want to write your own that's great the cdc's new proposal published in the federal registrar and give the number will give the agency police state powers permitting cdc officials to to detain and forcibly inject chemicals into anyone they deem a public threat i said this is insane and a total violation of the nuremberg code which states quote the voluntary consent of the human subject is essential no experimental vaccine should be conducted where there is a prior reason to believe that death or disabling injury will occur except perhaps in those subjects where the experimental uh physicians also serve as subjects so unless the doctors are, are ready to step up and you know get get what they're giving <laughs> but again that's not even that that's an experiment though they're in reference to there so 
This is something that um, would apply to humanity, this Nuremberg Code, okay? So, um, anyway, that's what I left there, and now let's go further. We're going to switch gears radically again, and this is entitled Death Towers Revealed, the Silent Killers in Your Neighborhood. Now, I've got a lot into this lately where I've talked about 5G. This doesn't even really get into 5G, but it shows you the potential um, devastation, that can be wrought by just one cell phone tower. I mean, this is sobering, this this information here. And I'm going to play two different videos by the same guy. And um, uh, we will go from there. So I'm going to play the first one here. Welcome back to Mega Weapons on STFN. You're looking at a 25 megawatt railgun able to blow a hole in anyone. <laughs> now this guy's a little, little wacky, okay? But it's, he's showing a 25 megawatt railgun. It's that's a weapon that is just an incredibly powerful weapon. He's comparing this to a cell phone tower. 25 megawatts of power, just like your local cell phone tower. <laughs> Notice the power supply. I think I need to incorporate more maniacal laughing in my teachings. I mean, I don't know. I just kind of throw that out there. Railgun. Cell phone tower. Railgun. 25 megawatts of power. And your local cell phone tower. The FCC limits cell towers to 400 watts per rectenna. Yet the cabling here suggests a 25 megawatt power supply, a 25 megawatt maximum burst effect. To put that into perspective, here's what a 2 kilowatt magnetron can do. A 2 kilowatt microwave on a stick. Now just imagine... Now what he's showing there is a guy that's taking a magnetron out of a microwave, which I guess is the part that generates the microwave put it on the end of a stick and like a soup can thing and you can aim this thing and I, I mean the guys doing this experiment must be out of their minds because there's no shielding now it's outside the microwave and and i i get it that it's kind of directed but i wouldn't do this and he's pointing them at cell at cell phones and they're literally exploding okay microwave ovens are like really really i mean and again i advise nobody use them for anything russia's banned them a long time ago they annihilate your food they annihilate the food quality even water it 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 messes up um just all the beneficial attributes of even water okay so i would highly advise i haven't used one for years i practice what i preach okay i have not used one for years Oh, no, I had to go back to using the stove and the toaster oven. Oh, big deal, okay? Yeah, it takes a little extra time, but I'm telling you, microwave ovens are death. I got a whole file on it I can send people if they want. Or, or just key in microwave ovens on um, detrimental in YouTube, and I'm sure there's tons of videos that'll document all this for you. And what a 25 megawatt cell phone tower can do. It can cook you while you sleep. A weapon of last resort to depopulate undesirable locations. It's a weapon of last resort in case of an invasion or an outbreak. If they can GMO the food supply, if they can fluoridate the water supply, if they can spray you like bugs with the chemtrail supply, just imagine what they're authorized to do. See, look at all the stuff they're doing to already all the stuff he just mentioned i mean talk about a satanic evil plan that is being played out every day in the food the water the air they're already doing this stuff now they've got these literal death towers that if they actually ramp them up with the with the current 
that's actually available through them, they could use these to literally like nuke circular areas around the cell phone tower for I don't even know how far. I mean, it's kind of hard to say how far the reach would be, but it it would be really, really bad. While you sleep, weaponized cell phone towers have been placed everywhere. They're able to strike small children as they play, able to quietly nuke a population in less than a day. Scientific studies show that a one watt cell phone device can start cooking your brain in less than 20 minutes. That's just one little watt of power. So that's your cell phone, okay? That's your, I mean, I think more smartphones. I don't use smartphones, I only have a flip phone. And um, I have one of those green eights on it, and I'm telling you that do, it does not block radiation; it, it attenuates it. Okay, it it helps to harmonize more the radiation. And I'm telling you, those things work. I mean, that's all I can tell you. And and I'm not gaining anything by telling you that. But a green eight, um, I've got one on my laptop. And I've got you know um, any cell phones that we would have. Got them in there. And they're, they're, I mean, you look at it, it's like, I got to pay 30 bucks for this thing. I, 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 all I can tell you is that they work. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, you, you could go before demonstrably and I would talk on my cell phone way back when I didn't have a green eight back in Florida and my head would be heating up like crazy. Just a flip phone, put the thing on and it was gone. It was like this, it was like, Oh, my head's not heating up anymore. So, I don't know. They're doing something to harmonize the energy of the cell phone. It's not blocking. If it blocked it, the cell phone wouldn't even work. So, I'm not saying it's a perfect solution. But it, it is one of those things that you can do that, that will make a difference. Well, ask yourself now. What do you think these 25 megawatt cell phone death towers can do? Rapid sector depopulation, extermination, fast and effective, silent and untraceable. Does Remember the Deagle which is a which is a uh, subsidiary it's a CIA basically front the Deagle statistics that I had quoted I don't know within the last year how they were saying okay we project in the next 10 years by what was it 2025 20, or something there's going to be like this 80 to 85 percent reduction in population in America I mean we're not talking a real super we're talking less than 10 years and they're predicting like an 80 to 85 percent reduction just key in Deagle in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I, I got into this on two to three occasions. I got into the, the report on them. And they're, I mean, that's really, okay, this could be one way. It sounds like they could just wipe out large population centers and, and do no damage to the infrastructure. Now, I don't know what it would do to electronics, but it's not going to knock down buildings okay but it is something to pray about something to think about um i know just one more <laughs> tool of satan to have to deal with sign to kill without warning demand these towers be taken down flood your local city council with citizen requests get a measure on the ballot call the local news have them investigate and talk to them about magnetically assisted transfection agents aka matra weapons chemtrail he showed a picture of the semi that was that was transporting the the fema coffins on the road it was driving and it had a big freemasonic symbol on the on the window so the guy was a freemason transporting the fema coffins it's it's kind of a famous uh little piece of footage but he's got it commingled into here and now he's got a picture of um 
Uh, it says I'll trust the government as soon as they tell me what this is about. And it shows a picture of, uh, really, they say it's Moloch, but Moloch was never represented by an owl. I, I believe it's more Lilith. Lilith was more represented by an owl at the Bohemian Grove. Lilith was one of the chief deities and still is the chief deity, one of the chief deities of child sacrifice. Artemis, Lilith, Moloch, Chemish. But um, the gigantic stone owl of the Bohemian Grove is what they're showing a picture of and shows all the, the, the heads of state there doing this cremation of care ceremony where they're supposedly burning a body in, in effigy, uh, this effigy of, uh, of their care or whatever. Many speculate there's actually a real body and they're all in their black robes and they're all, you know, doing their occult ceremony in, you know, the summer solstice, the Bohemian Grove, in front of a 30-foot stone gigantic owl. And it says, I'll trust the government as soon as they tell me what this is about. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Well, plus non-ionizing radiation can have disastrous effects. Electromagnetic pollution doesn't have to be at high doses to kill. It can buzz constantly at low doses and still have the desired Agenda 21 effect. Take these towers down. Call your congressman today. And now we're moving up to 5G. So, I mean, you know, that's going to be even way worse. Okay, uh, now I'm going to go ahead and play another video from this gentleman. And um, I'm going to have to mute out a couple things because he cusses a couple times. So if it mutes out for a few seconds, you'll know why. Uh, he's not a Christian, evidently. But... um. I'm going to go ahead and play this one now. It's a little bit longer, but he gets into some more specific information and some other information that I felt was noteworthy regarding the subject. being done should be obvious to you as these companies google and lucent are giants in the telecommunications field lucent which stands for lucifer technology big uh company and then google just pure evil and therefore it gives us a feel as to what these companies are thinking about they're thinking about evil they're thinking about destruction about being diabolical google insiders will tell you as much if you listen to what they're saying, they're talking... They're showing all these robots in the background that Google is developing, and I don't know if Lucent Technology is too, uh, where they're basically... Um, they're robots. They're like AI-type robots that they're trying to develop in order to probably wage war against humanity, you know. About post-human society. That's right, you heard that correctly. Post-human after human when man merges with machine when man will be no more that is their end game now again i've done several studies on this transhumanism you can key that into the search box uh contending for truth.com uh hum humanity 2.0 is another way they refer to this where um man will be merged with machine uh neural implants and not only that but it's not just that it's also the altering of our dna not only potentially through the neural implants but through the vaccines because that's the most direct way to alter our dna by actually injecting something into us to alter our dna so ideally from their perspective they would like to do all of those things the 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 microchips the neural implants uh with vaccinations so you know you're de basically you've got all these things going on you're not you're not you're not fully human anymore. You're you're a cyborg, okay? You're transhuman. You're and and again, what ability does a person in that position have to get saved? God didn't come here. Jesus Christ didn't die on the cross to save a whole bunch of cyborgs. 
is the whole point. This is why they want to do it, okay? They know the more they can get these implants into us, the more they can defile our DNA, the less ability we would actually have in order to do anything godly and in order to get saved, okay? It's just cause and effect, really. A wipe out humanity where resistance is futile, that kind of thing. That's what they're thinking about. That's what they want to bring into the world. And that brings us back to what we were talking about yesterday. The weaponization of cell phone towers. To recap that discussion, a cell phone tower is a giant microwave oven on a stick. Cell phone towers use a magnetron or an oscillator like a microwave oven to make microwaves. That's how they communicate. Radars use the very same... Now, this, it, this is real interesting videos to watch because you're missing a lot of the visuals but they're showing guys like in the background doing these experiments with just a microwave oven where they've got the 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 thing the the thing that generates the microwaves outside the oven and they're putting like metal over it and they're doing different things and it's showing you what it does and i mean it's powerful i mean it's it's like you wouldn't want to stand in front of it it would cook you internally in like seconds i'm talking it can do that much damage that quick I mean, I can't imagine what would happen if you put your hand in front of it. They're they're careful to kind of stay away from it. I'm like, man, <laughs> I mean, guy, you're 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 like you're way too close to it for my liking. But I mean, if you want to do it, you know, it's okay. I guess it's it's your funeral. Technology. That part that's beaming into the dish is a magnetron, just like a microwave oven and just like a cell phone tower. Now let's do a quick comparison to put things into perspective so that you can appreciate, so that you can wrap your mind around what we're trying to tell you here. Two hair dryers together use about 2,000 watts of power, or 2 kilowatts. That's the same amount of power a telecommunications satellite uses to send a signal 20,000 miles away back to Earth. So two hair dryers equal the power used by a communication satellite to broadcast the length equivalent to the entire planet. And the Earth is about 20,000 miles wide. To broadcast the entire Earth, it takes two kilowatts, two hair dryers. Now a microwave oven uses a thousand watts or one kilowatt. Here's the damage one kilowatt can be done by somebody when they take a magnetron out of a microwave and turn it into a ray gun. This is just a small example of a low-tech weapon running on 1,000... I mean, it just blew all three of these cell phones up. I mean, blew them to bits. Like, there's, like, just tiny pieces left. Watts. Then you have these things here, these huge towers of death. Now each row in this tower, an array, or a set of dishes or rectennas or whatever you want to call them, is connected to a cable with a maximum power output of 300,000 watts, or 300 kilowatts. That's 300 microwave ovens. We base that conservative estimate based on the gauge of the cabling that's running up to one of these arrays. They're estimated at 300,000 watts per cable. Those aren't fiber optic. Now he's showing in detail somebody in at a cell phone site filming all of this, backing up what he's saying. I mean, every single thing this guy's saying, he's got film footage to back it up. I mean, they're going, they're tracing the cables from the origin all the way up the cell phone. I mean, it's 
It's well done. Cables running up to those arrays. It's a thick copper gauge transmission line quality cable running up those towers. Now if there's 10 cables, that's like <laughs> 3 megawatts of power. And these cables are out there to output power to the magnetron, not for data transfer. That's an important point. These cell phone towers are weaponized. There's no other reason to have this much power running up the cables. It isn't for data transfer. Now, FCC regulations limit normal transmission per array to about 400 watts. To put that into perspective, one watt from your phone can go 25 miles to the nearest tower. A 1,000 watt magnetron on a stairs have a 300 kilowatt power line running up to each rectenna. And who knows, there could be an amplifier at the top of these towers that steps up the power even more. The point is here, ladies and gentlemen, is that these companies like Lucent and Google could turn up the juice at any time and nuke a town they could nuke the entire I mean, he's showing just an, a, a blown-up map of Vancouver and all the cell phone towers. I mean, just one place. I mean, it, it's, these are weaponized. These are weapons. And, and only God knows how much damage they could do if they were all, if they were all unleashed. Country without any warning, without anybody being able to protect themselves. They could cook them like a boiling frog in the middle of the night. This infrastructure is not only in place, it's built up with multiple levels of redundancy. Every big city has thousands of these death towers. And all that needs to happen is for an AI from Google or whoever to come in and nuke everybody at once and take over. Who out there remembers that movie Terminator? Well, Google doesn't have to send a Terminator to every door or launch a nuclear strike. It can just turn on these cell phone towers to maximum and cook everybody within the city limits within an hour. And then just send in the Terminators to mop up the countryside. And if it isn't Google that does it, it can be somebody else, like the real people that brought us 9-11. Or better yet, say... Reason to turn on the last line of defense, the anti-foreign invasion, anti-zombie apocalypse defense network. Oh, these contingencies are out there, ladies and gentlemen. Like a nuke in every city, a nuke from each side, so that makes it at least two nukes per city in the world right now. That's how serious things are. That's how the clandestine world works. Add in these cell phone towers of death and the question becomes why? And the answer is because when they're ready, they'll end it all and move on to reconstruction of the post-human age. Our only possible defense is to stop them now, to stop them from getting what they want, which is the technology that lets them go post-human. They need a super AI, a drone army, a clone army, an army of terminators, and a fully automated workforce. And the technology that lets them upload into the Borg hive mind and become an avatar forever. A virtual reality matrix where they can live their lives happily ever after. Now remember, this is what they have planned, okay? This is what, quote, the elite have planned. It doesn't mean that that's what's going to be allowed by God, okay? And, and again, I don't see Bible for it ever getting that bad. But God basically says in his word that if those days weren't short and there were no flesh that would be spared on earth. And this is why, because this is the plans they have total eradication of humanity because 
humanity is created in God's image. So Satan has to wipe all vestiges of humanity off the planet and defile it as much as possible because we remind him of God in that regard. And I'm not saying everybody walk around as godly, but if we're created in God's image, he wants to try to defile and, and destroy humanity as much as possible. This is his ultimate goal. That's what they need, and as soon as they get it, they'll proceed with the extermination of those that will not comply. We've already there's a there's a headline here. Post office in Bermuda numbered six six six, which receives Google's profits worth eight billion pounds a year. Um, but it, Google has no offices or staff in Bermuda, but it sends billions of profits there. The island has a zero percent rate of corp uh, uh, corporation tax and is used as a tax haven. But Google claims it has no permanent base in the UK despite vast offices. Um, so. Seen the anyway. FEMA coffins everywhere. And so we know those who will not comply will be terminated. And the end game is clear. They want to go post-human. This scenario isn't 200 years away. It's right around the decade. What's important to remember here is that technology is punishment in disguise. It all has a side effect, and it's obvious that these companies that are running this technology, they are not our friends. Worse yet, they run our government, they control our food supply, our water supply, our air... Remember what he said, technology is punishment in disguise. Okay, so the more tech you have incorporated into your life, just understand, there, there, there's a price. They're, they're data mining you, they're gathering, they're listening to you there's all the the rf that you're having to deal with all the radio frequencies who knows what that's doing to you all of these things the smart appliances all spying on you all the dirty electricity that these things are putting off so understand this is this is the this is um the trade-off that that you have to make supply but have no doubt their end game is the death of humanity and so when you look at these cell phone towers of death remember what you're looking at there is no hiding from these towers even though they try to hide these towers from your eyes view because they do not want you to see how outnumbered and how outplayed and how ready for the slaughter you actually are Okay, so we have those couple videos there. I thought that was some important information that he got into. Now we're going to switch gears radically again. I've had a lot of people ask me about this. Uh, as the final Roman emperor preps his appearance, over 300 denominations, uh, including Baptists, Protestants, and Evangelicals, join um, the Pope in a push toward a one-world church. Okay, so... This starts out by saying some 1,700 Christians from around 300 denominations have met in Munich for a Together in Europe gathering of ecumenical Congress of the Ecumenical Congress promoting unity between Catholics, Protestants, and Evangelicals. In a meeting supported by Pope Francis and Orthodox Patriarch Bartholomew I, leaders of the Catholic Church, the Anglican Church, several Orthodox churches, Protestant denominations, and free evangelical denominations include some including some baptists and pentecostals debated for three days on how to walk towards quote encounter reconciliation and hope in a better future can you imagine these apostate reprobate devils coming together to do this whereas the bible says be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers very very clear on that and yet you've got all these these whorish, reprobate heretics coming together, seeing how we can have better, how we can have encounter 
Walk towards encounter, reconciliation, and hope in a better future. All they're trying to do is get their congregations into hell is, is really the end game there. You know, that's really the end game. Among the speakers were German Catholic Cardinal Walter Casper, Evangelical Protestant Bishop Heinrich Bedford Strom, and German Evangelical Alliance Secretary General Hartmut Stieb. Pope Francis and the Orthodox Patriarch Bartholomew I of Constantinople sent a video message to the meeting. He said, quote, We want to contribute towards reconciliation of Christians and, and of the churches. The organizer said on their website, and then that goes on to say, Through our witness of unity and reconciliation, we also hope to impact a society as a whole. We want to encourage all people of our time to respond with a decisive and hopeful yes for going ahead together and overcoming barriers among people, nations, social, and cultural groups. Um, the Congress finished with an open-air rally attended by 5,000 people under the banner that read, 500 years of division is enough. Unity is possible. And then it should have ended by saying, come home to the mother whore church. As she gathers, the mother whore church gathers her chicks under her wings. The ones that flew the coop on the Protestant Reformation are now coming back under the mother whore. German YMCA leader, who, I mean, that's, that's a pretty high title. German YMCA leader, Gerhard Prost said, quote, The division amongst Christians in Europe is a wound. But it does not have to be open forever. 500 years are enough. End of quote. Now, the Bible says, though, Jesus said in Luke 12, 51 through 53, Suppose ye that I am come to give peace on earth? I tell you nay, but rather division. From henceforth there shall be five in one house divided, three against two, two against three. The father shall be divided against the son, the son against the father, the mother against the daughter. Now that doesn't mean that every Christian household is going to have this dynamic. Obviously, there's Christian households where everybody is on this, you know, the same you know, uh, wavelength. Okay, But these are people that get saved typically like I was kind of with my parents and I got saved and I was, you know, ostracized pretty much from my whole family. So they believe my mom and dad to the Lord before they died, but it took their deaths to get that done, you know, cause sometimes it takes that. Um, and my grandma, grandpa, but it took this radical death experience in order for them to get their eyes opened. You know, so this is just kind of a normal thing. Son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against the mother, the mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. There's a lot of scenarios there. It doesn't mean that's what Jesus wants, but it's it's something that logically happens because the gospel of the G, of Jesus Christ, the gospel of the Bible, divides. Okay, it divides. You say by grace through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. See, everybody wants to boast about their works. Oh, I'm a Catholic and therefore I'm, I'm an Episcopalian. Therefore I'm saved because I'm such a good Christian. I'm saved through my works. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're going straight to hell. You only get there through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And that's it. Okay, so, but people don't want to, they have the, all this pride. Oh, no, 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 I have to take credit for my own salvation. Well, you can go that route, but you're only going to end up in hell. Okay, so, um, anyway, 
Second Corinthians, and if you don't know about salvation, go to my website, contendingfortruth.com, and there's a salvation tab there. Click on that, and I have a whole series of teachings that walk you through everything. Okay. Um, Second Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness, and what concord, meaning agreement, hath Christ with Belial, or the devil, essentially. Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? See, these are all infidels. These are all heretics. These are all reprobates, okay? These are people that preach another gospel, okay? And this other gospel, if you do that, the Bible says you are to be accursed. This is what this ecumenical garbage is. It's another gospel. It's, oh, let's all come together and, hey, we're not going to stop with just Christians. We're going to bring the Hindus and the Muslims and every other cult in we're going to yoke up with them too and we're going to have this thing called the one world religion which by the way the bible prophesies is happening happening in you know like revelation in these types of books so yeah it's just fulfilling scripture or what part hath he that believe with an infidel and what agreement hath the temple of god with idols for ye are the temple of the living god as god hath said i will dwell in them and walk in them by the holy spirit and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. So that's what we are supposed to do as Christians, to come out from among them. You're not supposed to stay in a cult to try to reform it from within, or a reprobate church. I just don't see any Bible for it, okay? Come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. Um... Wherefore, come out from among them that ye be not partakers of her plagues. That's another verse in the Bible. Okay, and, and I know that's a little bit different reference, but there is the same, there's a spiritual concept there. Um, so going forward here, um, and I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Revelation 18, 4 and 5. Uh, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people. Uh, this is that verse. <laughs> my people. It says, my people. So evidently this is a problem in Revelation. We're, we're far into the tribulation at this point. And it says, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Okay, so this is a big problem, even way into the tribulation, evidently. Um, Romans 16, 17, and 18. And again, this is a this is scriptural warrant for how why do i think that i can go around naming names and doing all the stuff well the bible says right here and in many other places now i beseech you brethren mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them for they that are such serve not our lord jesus christ but their own belly and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple i mean doesn't that sound all nice and frilly they said that um what do they say here Let's go back to it. Um, it says that we're going to have, we, we are going to have three days about how to walk towards encounter, reconciliation, and hope and a better future. I wish they could have incorporated bunnies and butterflies and pixie sticks and buttercups and maybe that into there too, but they didn't. Um, but it says right here, for they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, meaning their own carny, carnal fleshly desires. And by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Those were good words and fair speeches that I just like. That's their whole premise for this ecumenical coming together thing. Um, we're supposed to mark them. 
That's what the Bible says. Why do you do it? Well, so that you can warn other people. Wouldn't you want that done for you? Oh, no, no, judge not lest ye be judged. No, 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 not in this context. That was the context of judge not lest ye be judged was when you have a beam in your own eye and you're judging the speck in your brothers. Jesus Christ even said, judge righteous judgment. And it's also said in the Bible, if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. So it's always good to judge self-assessment, self-judgment. Consider the pit from whence you're dug. <laughs> Don't let pride come in. Seek humility. <laughs> Seek meekness before God. That type of stuff is, is key, okay? Um, and it also, there's so much protection that's afforded when you fear God and when you're humble before God. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him, and he delivereth them. Okay, that's one of the reasons I think I'm a little bit bold when approaching like these occultists, because it's like, okay, I pray for the fear of God. I fear God. It doesn't mean that I'm a perfect Christian, okay? But I know my positioning, <laughs> And I do fear God. And the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him, and he delivereth them. Um, and so from that standpoint, I think that having humility toward God is something that also gives you, boosts your faith. You know what I mean? It's like you have more faith to go out and do battle the more meek you are before God. Because I'm, I'm telling you, I, I don't bow up to God ever, <laughs> okay? I don't ever bow up to God. I don't, I mean, there's been very, very few times I can ever remember being saved, ever even getting mad at God. And I know that I could say, well, I'm better. It's just not a propensity I've ever had. I could be tested on that. I'm sure I could. But I've just never really had those kind of inclinations. It's not something I've really struggled with, you know. Now, there's other things I've struggled with. So, so I'm not perfect. But just humility and meekness before God. The Bible says, to this man will I look, to whom is a meek and a contrite spirit and trembleth at my word. Okay. So, um, if you had a little son or daughter and they were really afraid of daddy's retribution or punishment, and you knew they were, and you looked down upon them, wouldn't it be a little bit harder to, like, love? really come down on them let's say they had done something bad wouldn't it be a little bit and this doesn't give us a warrant to sin but i'm saying wouldn't it wouldn't you have tend to have more compassion on them i should say um as opposed to let's say a son or daughter that was like smart aleck and bowing up at you and getting in your face <laughs> you know what i mean who would you tend to have compassion on the one that trembleth before you and is meek and contrite before you and humble and admitting of their sins, or would it be the one that was bowing up to you and, and, and getting in your face and smart alecky? I'm just saying, from God's standpoint, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious who you would tend to have compassion on. Uh, anyway, um, let's go forward. Uh, Titus 3.10, a man that is an heretic, somebody who is spewing heresy, somebody who is removing you to another gospel, from the hope of the gospel, typically is where that ends up starting. Some works-based religion, and it's not always cookie cutter, but tends to go in that direction. A man that is an heretic after the first and second admonition reject. So you're dealing with somebody, it, there's no Bible for saying, deal with an heretic endlessly. Enter into endless debates with him. No, no. You deal with them twice at the most, and you reject them at that point 
okay? That way you're not going to burn all your time on them. You know, that, that's because you could do that. Galatians 1, 6 through 10. I marvel, and again, this is this other gospel. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him which called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. And again, the other gospel is always workspace. It's always earning your way into heaven from a, from a Christian standpoint. Which is not another, but there be some that trouble you who would and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, that which ye now have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you that you have received, let him be accursed. It says it twice, so it's really emphasizing, let that person be accursed. Let that person basically bring a curse on themselves. They are a walking, cursed person because they have done this. Okay, and I, you know, what's sad is that that would be the majority of people that would call themselves Christians because they're typically most of them are believing another gospel. You know, I mean, I think that's pretty evident. Look at the lukewarm Laodicean church that we kind of surrounded with. Um, anyway, uh, for I now, for do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. So again, it's this is not a popularity contest we're in. You know? Um, it's not. That which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. That's what the Bible says. So, you know, all this stuff about how they're praising the Pope or they're praising Benny Hinn or whoever else, Joel Osteen or whatever. That which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. If they were actually preaching the true gospel of the Bible, they would not be highly esteemed among men. They would not. They would be hated for Christ's sake, basically. Not by everybody, obviously, not by true Christians, but by the world, yeah. It's how it goes. That's a sign that, that you're kind of a true Christian, you know? And Jesus Christ goes over that through through many verses that so talks about that the fiery trial and these types of things. Think not, at, you know. Anyway, Jeremiah forty eight ten, cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully. And that's what all these people are doing, coming together in this ecumenical garbage fest. That's what they're all doing. Now going to the next part here. Uh, Ah, uh, boy. I wonder if I should... Let me look how long I've got here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play part one here. Uh, this is not a Pope Francis ecumenical gathering, one of the largest and longest between three monotheistic faiths. Uh, will happen September 24th. So, I'm sorry, September 4th. It's already started. Uh, through the 23rd. And um, so this is getting getting ready to get ramped up here. It's actually already started. It's been going on. Um, now, um, let me just go ahead and click on this link here. Now, I understand this particular lady. I've got some warnings from some of my listeners. Now, I'm only playing things that I would agree with with what she's saying. I'm not saying I agree with every single thing, but what she does say in this portion, I think she did a very good job 
of kind of laying things out there. Okay, so bear that in mind. I glean from people like this like I would glean from CNN on a news story or MSNBC. I'm just doing that from that standpoint. So I'm going to play um, some of this video here. And she's saying Pope Francis to proclaim Lucifer's God. Now, listen, she's that's a reach, okay? We don't know if Pope Francis is going to do that. I don't think that we're that far down the rat hole yet where Pope Francis is going to come out and proclaim Lucifer's God. Now, maybe I'm wrong, okay? I know the guy is beyond a reprobate devil, but I mean... Even a lukewarm Catholic, I think, is going to have a problem with that one. You know what I mean? Well, Lucifer's God, you know what I mean? Even the Pope doing that to a lukewarm Catholic, i got to believe that that's going to, you know. Now, I understand if there's a whole bunch of line signs and wonders and a whole bunch of that kind of deception commingled with all this, well, okay. But eh, I've yet to see that yet, so we'll have to see. On September 4th through the 23rd, 2016, a major event will occur in the old city of Jerusalem. It will bring together actors, artists, musicians, and persons in the media from around the world. What on earth are they planning to do in Jerusalem? At an event that ends on September 23rd, leaders from Roman Catholic, Muslim, and Jewish communities will gather for one of the longest interfaith services in history. Right there, Again, what are we seeing here in the last report? You know, all this ecumenical, gigantic ecumenical push at breakneck speed here, okay? People are waking up to the New World Order. I mean, you look at what's went on in the Trump movement, and I'm not saying Trump's perfect. I'm just saying the, the kind of the, the mass awakening that's, that's tending to go on right now, the desperation that we're seeing of the New World Order to prop up the dead corpse of Hillary and get her in there, the desperation to bring in all the Muslim um devil invaders in here and in and, and to impose sharia law to, to to leave the borders wide open to all of their their evil wicked plans and then you get into the 5g and the cell phone towers and the chemtrails and the gmos and all the other ways they're trying to, to kill us off so they're really accelerating their timetable but i really believe part of the reason is because they are seeing a mass awakening and i'm not saying it's all a mass spiritual awakening like everybody's getting saved but there is a mass awakening in part of the new world order and the concept and those people that get woke up to the new world order I, I do believe would be much more receptive to ultimately getting saved because they're getting their eyes opened to the truth to the evil that is being you know set before us in the old city of jerusalem right there where the lord jesus walked right there where the temples once stood they will offer worship to a god under the banner of ecumenism it is there they plan to do away with categories of religion and ignore differences the service will combine three monotheistic faiths under one roof in a house of worship for all believers one part of the event will occur from september 5th through the 11th and will bring together jew muslim and christian so that's what we're in that right now that that phase under, quote, a passion for Jerusalem, in which they can all coexist temporarily under the wings of the Almighty, unquote. Some of the headlines on the website for this event talk about dissolving boundaries and coming together in worship of the same God. Another part of the event will occur from September 12th through the 23rd. 
the leaders of this event, which is called. Okay, well, I guess there's overlapping because we're, yeah, okay, we're into that as well. We're just starting into this phase that she's talking about now. Lakudashet will perform an 11-day consecration. If you weren't aware, a consecration happens when somebody performs a ceremony, declaring something as holy. The fact that Muslims, Jews, and Roman Catholics are gathering for a consecration means that they are all declaring their interfaith religion, their new God, to be holy. This is not... Well, you know it's not the God of the Bible. Okay? So they're all going to come in in unity and in unison and proclaim this, you know. So I get why she's saying they're going to proclaim lucifer is god i get that but i don't think it's going to be quite that overt i i mean i would hope not but you know then again i'd rather have them have all their cards on the table anyway i mean hey if you're going to do it just go ahead and do it just like i told this witch i mean you know let's just get it all out in the open let's do it so i mean it, it would be better because uh they're using subterfuge right now in order to you know accomplish their malevolent nefarious goals good and may signal the beginning of the one world religion that Pope Francis has worked so hard to achieve in the year 2016. The Vatican indeed. So it's showing a commercial for this in the background and it's showing all these people and most people say they believe in God and, and it's showing like a priest and I don't know, an Episcopalian minister and a rabbi and I think a Muslim. Is one of the chief proponents of the ecumenical movement around the world. And in Israel. So, again, this is all dialoguing about religions. It's all dialoguing. See, the thing is, is the Bible is black and white. <laughs> There's no dialoguing about, the, about particularly like the New Testament. You know? There's no dialoguing. And this is why they can't have Christianity. Because there's no flexibility. There's no... It's, the, it's like Christianity is one way. And it says it's this way. And it's the only way. They can't have that. They have to have all roads lead to heaven and nirvana or paradise or wherever you think you're going to go. They can't have only one narrow way, like the Bible talks about. For the past three years, Pope Francis has worked tirelessly toward a new world religion in which all denominations are brought together as one. If you look at Francis's outreach, over the past three years, and specifically in 2016, you'll find somebody who has openly condemned evangelical Christianity and the belief that you must have a personal relationship with Jesus. He has openly warned that this belief is dangerous. He has also equated the spread of the gospel under evangelical Christianity to jihadism. In the meantime, he has done quite a bit of outreach. And now, now all these same people, the Buddhists, the, the uh, priest, Catholic priest, the rabbi, and the, and the Muslim are all saying, I believe in love. And then at first they were saying, I believe in Buddha. I believe in Jesus. I believe in, you know, and then now, now they're all getting on the same page. We all can believe in love. And again, you just look at those verses I just went over, which are absolutely, totally appropriate to this teaching and in all of the warnings the Bible gives us and Jesus Christ gives us about this type of mentality and groupthink, you know, that will only lead you straight to hell when you start to yoke up with, with unbelievers like this, you know. Every other religion 
in the entire world. Why is this happening? The extent of Francis's outreach to other denominations in 2016 alone has been mind-boggling. In February, Francis held an emergency meeting with Patriarch Chiril of Russia for the first time since the 1054 schism. Chiril then went directly to Antarctica, where he performed a bizarre religious ceremony, consecrating the land and water surrounding the continent. Francis has also done outreach to Patriarch Bartholomew of Turkey, in which both leaders voiced support for the migrant crisis and called for more migrants to enter Europe. In May, more migrants. Francis met with Al Azhar. More Islamic invaders that want to impose Sharia law, the worst of the worst Muslims they can find, to invade the countries and impose Sharia law and get their boot across your neck. And they're going to use them, you know. It's just, it's just total insanity what we're dealing with here. Who is the head of Sunni Islam. In January, Francis became the third pontiff ever to visit Rome's major synagogue. He has also hosted Jewish religious and political leaders at the Vatican. In June, Francis outreached to the Armenians. In July, Pope Francis visited Poland and told all of the young people in the audience to, quote, believe in a new humanity. In August, Pope Francis won a huge initiative with U.S. Lutherans. A document called the Declaration of the Way was passed by a majority of 931 to 9. It recognizes that there is no longer church-dividing issues between Lutherans and Roman Catholics. Now here we have a picture of a obvious lesbian, bull lesbian um, uh, priest, Lutheran priest. So they're they're firmly now under the mother whore's wings, the Lutherans, and um, uh, this is just evidence of that. This means that 3.7 million U.S. Lutherans are now absorbed into the New World Religion. Also in July, Francis was the driving force behind a ceremony in the United States called Together, organized to... Now, I, again, I did a teaching on this as well uh, that you can go back and reference. ...bring all Christians in front of a 6,660 in Okay, again... Uh, it's 666 feet from, it's 555 feet from the ground to the tip. But if you, if you see how far it goes underground, it goes another 111 feet, I believe. So it's 660 feet, 666 feet from the very bottom where it's underground all the way to the tip of the top of the obelisk. It's, it's, so it's the largest obelisk, which is a, the, the, the phallus of Ra, I think, or whatever, phallus symbol on the planet, 666 feet. Got to be one of the most cursed things you could possibly ever, you know, witness. And they had their together whatever thing here this summer right in front of it. Okay, this shows you how deluded and how clueless the average Christian is. Where they would, they would consent to do such a thing. Or the phallus of Osiris. Phallus of Osiris. For worship. One of the major symbols we saw at Together 2016 was the Ouroboros, which is the serpent eating its own tail. 
Yeah, they're showing the actual kind of that symbol. Now, granted, it's not a serpent that they have it per se, but yes, it is an Ouroboros type symbol. Okay, and and um, that was one of the the main symbols of this together uh, movement. The earliest legend of the Ouroboros has to do with the coming of Osiris, the god of the underworld. The Ouroboros is a highly occult symbol, signifying the. So we have the Faust of Osiris. The Washington Monument, the 666-foot Washington Monument. And then we've got the Ouroboros itself, which is a symbol of Osiris's re-emergence, re, re okay? That's heavily portrayed in this together 2016. So it's very, I mean, we're talking some serious, <laughs> huge occult paganism on display here. Right in your face. End of an eon, or the end of time. In occultism, the end of one eon usually results in a reset brought about by some cataclysmic event when used together the obelisk and the ouroboros show us the coming of osiris to inhabit his temple at the beginning of the next eon which is the start of the golden age the new world order is there there we're going from the old world order the age that was dominated by the age of pisces who the occultist view was more dominated by Jesus into the New World Order, which will be dominated by, and it depends on what flavor of cult you're dealing with here. They're, they're in this particular thing, they're saying Osiris, but obviously the Antichrist and the False Prophet, you know, and this is this is the uh, their goal. The fact that this symbol was put on display throughout Francis's Together 2016 event is very demonic. What is Francis doing, and why is he doing it? The answer is that he is merely carrying out a role, playing his part in the creation of a new world religion. Okay, so that's all we have for that particular uh, video. I'm out of time on this one, and I'm going to go to part two of this, where we're talking about this next. So God bless you, and we will see you in part three, where we're going to play part two of this whole thing we're talking about in together 2016 god bless you and we'll see you there